I, I remember I came the first unplugged. I remember I talked about this thing that this India has this massive problem of sugar coating feedback, yeah. right? Like everybody gives sugar coated feedback over here, and and the mistake that happens is that uh, earlier I used to come to unplugged and lot of times I would ask hard questions to the founders about their startup and they used to think I'm this is some jerk right but the thing is that you should be actually thankful to people who ask you hard tough questions because after two years that same questions will slap you in your own business welcome to next big what radio where one of India's longest running media platforms documenting startups technology product and digital transformation we bring multiple lenses to entrepreneurship, scaling businesses, mindfulness, and much more. Our mission and mantra is singular. Build, grow, repeat. Hey there, welcome to Next Big Watt Radio. My name is Ashish Sinha. I'm the founder of Next Big Watt. Today we are going to bring you a very interesting conversation which I had with Kunal Shah in 2019 at the Unpelt Conference. Kunal Shah, as you would know, is the founder of Recharge and now Cred. In this conversation, Kunal and I talk about the Indian consumer market, the mindset, and how Kunal went about researching on Cred idea and building the team. Let's jump in. It's, it's a CSR activity, but you're collecting data, right? So, so what I'm trying to say is platforms collect data. Yes. Products don't. You know, uh, products are very transactional in nature, especially if you look at the long term. You know, uh, yeah. YouTube, for, for instance, uh, I mean, talking again about Google Railway project, uh, there are great stories of one guy becoming an IS officer and, uh, you know, after reading uh, on the, using the Google in, uh, Railway Wi-Fi. Right. But there's also data of 80% of you that use only porn. Porn, yeah. I, I think that is by default. The problem is that right? we take the wrong yeah. stories and make it popular, right? So I think right. that's the point. No, what, what I'm trying to say is Google needs to do both. Of you course. Know? Google has to collect data. No, right? but I think Google has figured out a way to make money in different countries that they can afford themselves to do these kind of things. And, and what I'm saying is that as we are creating entrepreneurs within this country, we have not got a cash cow or a rich dad to go out there and build this business, right? So our design choices have to be very, very different from what they're doing. What they're doing is that they are playing 20 years game, yeah. right? So, they so are very, very patient. Game. Because like, like, why did Uber sell every other business except India? Yeah. Right? It's the answer is quite evident. Right? Because when you add these numbers to the global numbers, where you don't have to give bifurcation in clear ways, right? Uh, rides and if you look at the revenue contribution, you will see India story, right? But a lot of times, see, the thing is, if you say these things in public, right, people will start giving one star rating to your app, right? So you should not like make these yeah, comments and guys don't snap deal about and this. <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm trying to do, because all of you guys are spending time building startups, either you're founders or you're part of uh, the core team. The point is that uh, data is, macroeconomic data is like laws of physics. Don't try to fight it, right? Because I have not seen anybody able to win against physics so far. Cool. Um, we'll switch tracks and, again, uh, this is something which, uh, so when you were in free charge, uh, after I think a couple of years, yeah. you moved away from the CEO role and you said, you know, let Alok come in. Yeah. Uh, what are your plans for, Cred, I mean, yeah. because you are, I believe, again, on the creative side, more on the consumer behavior, you are probably a great 
product guy, but you get bored with the running the business, yeah. or you you need something else, right? Yeah. So, as a founder, how difficult is it to you know continue doing the boring part of you know yeah. running the business versus being creative out in the market, talking to people and yeah. getting more insights? So I think it's it's rooted in self-awareness, right? Like some founders are very good at being every day and running the business. I know that I am not that guy, right? So, will I make a decision to get somebody senior to do that in whatever title of that company is? For sure. Uh, and, and that was told to the investors on the day they invested in the company also. The point is that what is harder to get? Creativity, where you can create strong organic growth companies or running day-to-day -day operations and building product and features, right? The point is that you, I mean, if you are in the more rare skills that is in high demand, you'll always create more wealth in life, right? Uh, my view is that I will always prefer that method. Uh, at least I have, means I'm 39 year old, so I'm, I'm, now I'm very old and wise compared to product uh, understanding that I know what my weaknesses are. And I'm not going to fake it, saying that any, I'll do this brilliant review every day and like run this company. I know I cannot do that, but I will, I, my strengths are creative problem solving, right? So what I do now, is that I work with many, many startups. I have like 30, 40 investments. I meet other startups. And I call them and ask them, tell me a problem I can solve. And I'm just staying more creative by offering creative solutions to them because it keeps me sharp and makes me understand 30 different businesses real time, right? So it's a, a free learning for me because they explain the entire business to me. And I get a 15-minute download of what their business's core loop is and how do they make money and what are the weaknesses. And then, and then you apply your learnings. And, and then what happens, because I'm connecting dots between 20 different businesses, I'm kind of becoming a better machine to address problems versus just being... Uh, and horizontals is a massive advantage, right? Uh, uh, if you are an operator and you can see 20 things in the same day, uh, it's in superpower to kind of unlock because people are just every day teaching you because they may extract five points from you, uh, but you collect 20 new points from every person. So I can repeat my five points, but they bring me 20 new points. So mathematically, I just kind of keep compounding faster. Interesting. And you have seen a lot of startups and from right from the early days to you know the new founders. What are the changes that you're seeing these? Because I mean, I, I have my own view on that, but we would love to know from you. Yeah, I think uh, things are getting a lot more real. I think people are getting more real. I remember I came to the first Punplug, I remember I talked about this thing that this India has this massive problem of sugar-coating feedback, yeah. right? Like everybody gives sugar-coated feedback over here. And, and the mistake that happens is that uh, earlier I used to come to Unplugged and a lot of times I would ask hard questions to the founders about their startup. And they used to think I'm this is some jerk, right? But the thing is that you should be actually thankful to people who ask you hard, tough questions. Because after two years, that same questions will slap you in your own business. And then, and, and so many founders have came and told me afterwards that, dude, you told me that, but that time I thought you were just being a jerk That's for whatever right. reason. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. And, and, but the thing is that we should do this to everybody. Yeah. We should do this to the community. If we will, the way, only way to pay it forward is to be real with them because otherwise your family will not be real with you. They'll say, ah, bot say hai. Friends will not be real to you because they will say, oh, like I can't discourage you from doing what you're doing because anyway, I'm in my job. Uh, so they will not give you good anything. If you are, 
it's a small community of founders, and, and let's say even if you're a core team member, you're like a founder. And because you've left a possibility of working abroad, doing this, and you're doing the startup over here, you have to get real very, very fast, and really ask the hard questions to yourself, because I'll tell you, when you do truth-seeking, sometimes you get truth. And when you get truth, you can build on top of that. But if you remove, if you stay in this nice false pretense of your own, then, uh, like physics, after two years, you will, gravity will suck you and bring you to ground. And that time, it's very hard for you to deal with it, right? So best that you ask these tough questions. And I, I think one thing I learned when I was in YC uh, for a year, and I saw the founder quality difference, right? Like, it was so hard to answer their questions because they were so real. Right? In India, people have this like fluffy questions and like we are very, we are very worship oriented, right? I mean, it's part of the culture, right? Yeah, I mean, so the, but the culture <clears throat> also prevents truth seeking, right? Uh, none of our professors were truth seeking. They are like, ye portion hai, ye karna hai, seek lo, marks mil jayenge, right? And all we have to do is memorize and get the marks. But a different culture where startups thrive is that you can't memorize, there is no curriculum. What do you study? You can come for five conferences, read four presentations and watch YC videos, but the thing is, it will never make you allow, allow you to do business. And I think what I have seen is that the, you can absorb things like books and conferences when you've got some scars. Then it's porous enough for it to seep in, right? If you have no clue, and then you read a book and they say, oh, I've read zero to one, clear. So I've met people who call themselves product managers by reading medium.com. You know, so, and these guys are like super good at product management, at least they think so but they have not built a single product, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think. The, the thing I have, at least I have seen my observations, and I'm not the standard product guy, I, I, what I have seen work really well is that people who understand applause are good at product. In past, if they have done anything that has got them on stage and managed to get applause from an audience, they understand crowd empathy. And therefore, they are slightly better. I've also seen people who play dumb charades to be really good at dumb charades or better at product management. Because they can communicate with somebody with very little language and still be able to explain things really, really fast or guess things very, very fast. Uh, I have seen people who are very good at training pets to be very good at product management. Now, these are very different ways of attracting the same problem. But the, the core point is that do you understand the opposite party? If I, let's say I'm, I'm supposed to Let's say you do an action and say, act this movie and they have to guess. And if I don't understand this cohort and what's likely to do, and if I do a random action, which I'm used to doing with my friends and they'll guess it, you've not switched the context. And I think good guys are just naturally at it. And I, I mean, I think that's not just for product management, people in general, uh, the smart people are able to understand, the, they have empathy. And as a society, we lack empathy. You know, you just go out and you'll see people parking or the way they drive, it's, you know, lack of empathy at scale, yeah. right? You know, and you can't fix it, but uh, at the same time, from a product point of view, how do you bring that empathy in the team? You know, let's say you, you have your understanding. How do you... So I did a hack. Uh, most of my leaders have a performance art background. Uh, our head of design has a band, our head of technology is a band member. Uh, our product team is... Some of them are poets, some of them are singers. Uh, I have taken a different approach. I realize that they understand common sense that people will like this or not like this, right? Do you, and, and you can't be watching every feature and every copy and every email. Do you understand that or not? 
And it's a hard one because it's not a scalable thing because you want to find somebody with a high IQ and high performance arts background. So the Venn diagram is so low because most people who are high IQ were told to not do performance arts in their life, right? So systematically, you've only seen rebels who come and do both. So they've done IIT also and also probably did some side activity which got them. And, and some, we actually encourage them to do side gigs. So a lot of these guys actually still perform over the weekends so that they understand crowd empathy and constantly learning from that. Very interesting. Um, my last question, in, in general, uh, you, you have seen you know, a lot of companies, a lot of startups. Uh, often people tend to be in the eco chamber, right? You know, and, and I think uh, this is something which we have discussed many times and, and uh, uh, how do you get your team to move out of the eco chamber? Because one eco chamber is when everybody on your Twitter account, on your Facebook account is saying, wow, cred is good, cred is awesome, you know, the must cheese they are. But really, I mean, uh, how do you actually go out and seek feedback when uh, you, everything is going right? So it's a, it's a great question. I think uh, we don't track anything that is positive. Uh, we track why did we get one star rating on these 15, 20 things? And there's a one hour discussion only on that. Uh, we've made a culture of not, like we started the company in April uh, uh, and we completed one year. There was no celebration of one year. I'm like, why do you want to celebrate existence? We'll celebrate milestones, right? So what happens is that when you create this culture where you are appreciating the right metrics, I think the team starts appreciating that. For example, uh, like for example, our product has very, very high retention, right? But we don't talk about that. We talk about why did that small percent of customers churn? And we have a team that calls all of them, finds out, gets details of that, and, and obsessively discussing bad things creates this obsession of perfection, which is a very different culture. And it's very painful because team get, teams get burnt out very quickly. Because sometimes they say, yeah, this is like just pain. Like, like there is no celebration. There is no happiness that like, oh, we crossed this milestone, did that. But it works because good guys, see, I'll tell you, what is the difference between a great cricketer and an average cricketer, right? A great cricketer wants applause when they score a century. And that's when they'll raise the bat. But average cricketer is like, har four pe usko applause chahiye. That is not good. Right? And I think it's a different culture. I think that also is part of the culture because if you look at startup ecosystem in general, it is full of, it is more of an eco chamber where uh, you raise funding, you know, so, so, so the way startups do this is, let's say you, you are raising $1 million, 300K, one media announcement, 500K, one announcement. So basically every small round, you know, this one announcement, one PR, which leads to more applause, more belief that you have found a better product market fit with every media coverage, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a great question. I think uh, one of the things that I, people don't understand is that whenever, did you see Travis's picture when Uber's IPO news came in any article? You saw Uber's logo everywhere, correct? In India, every time any founder's article or any company's article come, they'll put the founder's picture. Because India loves story. Company's logo, nobody has seen. Founder's picture, everybody has seen. And then the founder starts believing they're special. And that's a trap. Now, it works for media companies because it creates massive envy amongst other people. 
इसको कितना पैसा मिल रहा है इसने तो कुछ भी नहीं किया है इसका तो कंपनी लॉस है एंड ऑल दैट स्टफ एंड पीपल लव दिस चैटर लाइक इट्स अ लूजर टॉक इन माई व्यू यू डू योर ओन स्टफ वाई डू वरी अबाउट दैट कंपनी इज फंडिंग एंड दैट कंपनी सिंग लाइक एवरी टाइम आई अप्रीशिएट आई हैव पब्लिकली अप्रीशिएटेड विजय शेखर वंस आई हैड पुट अट टेक अ सेल्फी विद विजय ही वन एन ऑन्टरप्रिन ऑफ द अवार्ड एंड आई टुक अ पिक्चर लाइक Like Vijay, congrats! Like great to see that. And people are like, how can you take a picture with him and appreciate? I'm like, guys, wealth is not zero sum. Like, why do I worry about somebody? I appreciate what he's doing, right? And I have true admiration for what he's done. Uh, why would I hide it? But I think there is so much insecurity because all of us came from scarcity mindset, right? IIT me thousand seat thi, sabko fight marna tha. So we used to hide our lessons and like write hiding. but companies can be built by hiding your book now you have to show your book and say oh let's compare our notes and maybe we'll learn something better nobody's comparing any notes over here so isn't that a function of learning mindset you know i mean which i think at scale we don't have right learning mindset is a function of security by saying guys i have these three things that is fucked up tell me how to solve it right like i was earlier with roy from sequoia and i was asking dude like things are fucked i need help on these three things and i may look like oh this company is doing well and will raise money and all of that stuff that's not the agenda to discuss i'm i rarely expect appreciation in fact i stop people from complimenting because it's like it just clouds your mind to believe something that you you have to have much larger goal to keep and then chasing that is a function of being paranoid about everything that is going wrong and knowing constantly about it it's very painful because it's very draining right because you are constantly in that mind that oh shit this is not perfect this is not perfect and this pixel and like obsessively thinking about every small thing but i think what i have seen at least with the founders who do well i think this is just a default state thank you for listening to this episode on next big what radio do check out our other content that is sure to give you some actionable insights make sure to follow us and do share with friends if you enjoyed this